I'm Virginia Allen. I'm Samantha Sherris. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Monday, October 16th. Here are today's headlines. Former President Donald Trump is facing new restrictions regarding what he can and cannot say. The Justice Department indicted Trump earlier this year for his alleged interference in the last presidential election. While U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin is the judge handling the case, and today, Chutkin set new limits on the former president, telling him he can't criticize prosecutors, witnesses, or the judge's staff in the case, either in his speech or on social media. Justice Department Special Counsel Jack Smith asked for the order to limit Trump's speech, saying he aims to prevent Trump from influencing the jury trial. Trump can no longer call Smith a thug or deranged, according to Chutkin's order. Chutkin said Trump can still criticize the Justice Department generally and is allowed to say he believes that the case is politically motivated. But Trump can't mount a smear campaign against prosecutors and court personnel, according to the judge. Chutkin said no other criminal defendant would be allowed to do so, and I'm not going to allow it in this case. Trump's lawyers may appeal the new rule. His attorney, John Laro, said Trump is allowed to make statements the prosecution doesn't like. That's part of living with the First Amendment. A Trump spokesperson called the gag order an absolute abomination and another partisan knife stuck in the heart of our democracy by crooked Joe Biden, who was granted the right to muzzle his political opponent. Congressman Jim Jordan may have acquired the votes he needs to become the next Speaker of the House. Jordan told reporters today that there will be a vote on the floor of the House tomorrow at noon and believes he has the votes to win per CNN. We will go to the floor tomorrow. Um, it's not about pressuring anybody, it's just about we got to have a speaker. You can open the House and do the work of the American people and help our dearest and closest friend Israel if you don't have a speaker. So we get the speaker, we, we get the House open, and we get to work on uh, the resolution and, and supplemental for, for Israel, um, and we get back to work for the American people. And that's what I'm committed to doing, and I think it's going to happen tomorrow. Jordan needs 217 votes to clinch the speakership so he can only stand to lose a handful of votes from his fellow Republicans in order to win the position. If Jordan cannot win those 217 votes on the first ballot, it is likely there will be another vote tomorrow. But by this time tomorrow, we may have a Speaker of the House. Stay tuned. Palestinians attempting to flee Gaza appear to have one clear path out and that is Gaza's border with Egypt, known as the Rafah Crossing. Israel has closed its two border crossings with Gaza, so that leaves the Rafah Crossing. There was confusion today about whether or not the Rafah Crossing was open. It appeared to remain closed, but CNN reports that five UN fuel trucks entered Gaza on Monday afternoon through the Rafah Crossing. This would be the first fuel to enter Gaza since the war began, as Israel has cut off all fuel and other resources from Gaza following the terrorist attack. Israel has been using airstrikes to target Hamas. Israel Defense Force Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner tells ABC News that the targeting of Hamas will continue. We will strike Hamas from the top through its institutions 
all the way down to the individuals that conducted the butchery of our babies. So far, more than 1,300 Israelis have been killed in the war, and more than 27 Palestinians have died. The Israeli death toll includes civilians, women, and children who were killed in their homes during terrorist strikes, which also saw Hamas take nearly 200 people captive. As we learned earlier today, Israel's military says Hamas is holding 199 people hostage in Gaza. The original estimate was 150. We now know that among the nearly 200 hostages, some are children. And a Catholic bishop has offered to trade himself in exchange for the children being held hostage by Hamas. Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem Pierre Battista Pizzaballa said earlier today he is willing to trade himself for the children, saying, I am ready for an exchange, anything, if this can lead to freedom to bring the children home. He is one of the highest-ranking bishops in the Catholic Church. The Jerusalem Post reports that he said the first thing to do is to try to win the release of the hostages. Otherwise, there will be no way of stopping an escalation. We are willing to help, even me personally. As of this recording of this podcast, there is no public news as to whether this is an exchange Hamas will consider. Well, with a little bit more domestic news today, Louisiana has elected a new governor. Republican Jeff Landry serves as attorney general of Louisiana and has just been elected to serve as the next governor of the state. He won't begin serving as governor until next year, at which time he will become the first Republican to hold the position in eight years. He celebrated the victory in a speech to supporters last night via WVUE Fox 8 New Orleans. Tonight's election says that our state is united, and it's a wake-up call. It's a message that everyone should hear loud and clear, that we, the people of this state, are going to expect more out of our government from here on out. Landry's victory is somewhat of a surprise. Louisiana has what is known as a jungle primary, in which multiple candidates from various parties run at once. The election was expected to result in a runoff. Landry, though, was able to garner more than half of the votes, winning the election outright. Landry will be replacing Governor John Bell Edwards, who was not able to seek re-election due to consecutive term limits in Louisiana. We have an update today regarding the discovery of classified documents found in President Joe Biden's possession. You will remember that classified documents from Biden's time as vice president were found last year in an old office of Biden's in D.C. And then at the beginning of this year, more classified documents were found at Biden's home in Delaware. But there are concerns that the documents were discovered long before they were reported to authorities. Here's what we know. Last week, the House Oversight Committee released a new timeline of the discovery of Biden's classified documents. Remember that the White House and Biden's legal counsel say that as soon as Biden's classified documents were discovered in the D.C. office, they notified the National Archives. But George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley says this might not be true when examining the new timeline put forth by the House Oversight Committee. It appears one of the closest aides to Biden and a close friend to Hunter Biden, Annie Tomasini, inspected the classified material on March 18, 2021, 
two months after Biden took office and nearly 20 months before Biden's team said they found the documents. If this is true, the information could affect both the criminal and impeachment investigations into Biden. Robert Herr is the special counsel investigating the situation. Herr is a former U.S. attorney from Maryland appointed by President Donald Trump. Stay tuned. And with that, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for being with us here on the Daily Signal's Top News. If you haven't had a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. I'll be sitting down with Ambassador Nathan Sales to discuss how the U.S. should be helping Israel as it fights Hamas, Iran's history of supporting Hamas, and much more. And if you haven't had the chance, make sure to take just a moment to subscribe to the Daily Signal podcast wherever you like to listen. We're across all podcast platforms, and we love when we see your ratings and reviews roll in. Thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning for my interview with Ambassador Nathan Sales. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.